0: Well, we've got right?
1: a special guest joining us this evening. Brian Beagle, executive producer and director of the brand new sports memorabilia show Sports Detectives, airing on the Smithsonian channel. He's going to join us to talk about the show. That's Brian, exciting. welcome to Go GTS Live. Uh, this is Rob Bertrand joining um us on go GTS Live with Ivan Lovegren, my co-host. Thanks for taking some time out of your evening to join us.
2: Oh, uh, you bet, Rob. Um, big fan of the show. I really enjoy it, and you guys do a great job, so I'm happy to take some time out and tell you guys about an exciting new show coming on television. So you let me know when, when you want to get started.
1: I want to start right now because uh, the background I did on your company, Odyssey Entertainment, Uh, You've been involved in some some great productions in the past, but I wanted to dive right into where the idea for Sports Detectives came from and where it went from idea stage to it's going to be on TV in a couple weeks.
2: Yeah, it's a great question, and I would recommend that you and any of your listeners, if you have an opportunity to buy the book Miracle Ball, my hunt for the shot heard around the world which was written which was written by me um, and did very well and was actually turned into a documentary which aired on the velocity channel for a short period of time and what miracle ball essentially does is it, it takes a csi approach to looking for um obviously a very iconic sports artifact in bobby thompson's shot heard around the world baseball, Hmm. uh, using forensic scientists and and private investigators and um, whatever evidence we can find from that game in 1951, which, believe it or not, was just a couple of photographs and the old game footage. So essentially, it's a real-life investigation that goes on a hunt for uh, the shot heard around the world baseball. And you know, it's like reading a, a, a fictional novel because the, the things that happen during that story are just so remarkable. When, when people finish the book, you know, I, the first question I get asked is, you know, you, you had to make this up. There, <laughs> because it, takes, it takes so many incredible twists and turns, and people come forward who are at the game and obviously still alive from 51, and they give us clues. and. We find one guy in the stands at the polo grounds who was just a few feet away from where Thompson's ball landed. And so that was the beginning of what was an idea in my head when when I was writing the book. I said to myself, hey, you know what? If if we're getting such great feedback, not just from the memorabilia world, but just in general from people who love mysteries and investigation type uh, films and TV shows, you know, why stop at just one baseball? There has to be other artifacts that are worthy of looking for that Mm -hmm. are either missing or stolen or maybe even just not been able to be authenticated. So that's where the idea came from for the series, for uh, Sports Detectives, starting April 24th. uh,
0: Very, very cool. Very exciting. Uh, We were actually talking a little bit even before you came on just about authentication and what a tricky business it is. Um, what do you guys, can you give, I don't want spoilers necessarily, but you know, how do you take something that there's questions about and dispel the doubt? How do you, you know, how do you really solve that mystery when there's questions and, and doubt out there?
2: Yeah. You know, that's a question that I think people have been asking themselves in the hobby for decades, if not more. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I'll use an old adage that, we go by whenever it comes to a card. And that's, it's all in the paper and in the print. Mm. And what I mean by that is, it really comes down to the science. And that's that's what we feel like we've perfected on the TV show. Because you have to realize something, we're an objective bystander. I'm a filmmaker. I'm not interested in who makes how much money on selling an item. I'm interested in telling a great story and uncovering the truth behind an iconic missing sports artifact. Um, So for us, what it really comes down to is basically following the clues, hearing some testimony from people who have an attachment to the item, and then using forensic science to authenticate it. Whether it's through an independent lab or it's through an analysis done by a spectrometer or whatever scientific devices we can get a hold of through third party um, scientists and and, and people who, who examine evidence, that's what we go by. And they're not necessarily people in the sports memorabilia industry, which is what keeps
1: it impartial. That's a good point. I mean, you need Mm -hmm. to use resources outside the hobby as well. You know, when you were coming up with uh, story concepts and looking for various items, I know on the website you guys are going to cover Muhammad Ali's missing Olympic gold medal, uh, Jim Craig's miracle on ice flag, uh, Dale Earnhardt's first race car, and more. Some people aren't even aware that Ali's missing a gold medal or what are you talking about, the the flag from the Miracle on Ice? Um, what other things can viewers look forward to seeing as far as stories?
2: Well, first of all, you're absolutely right. A lot of people are not even aware that many of these items are missing, and I'll go back to Miracle Ball. Um, most people didn't know that Thompson's ball went missing right after he hit it into the left field stands. So when the, when the book came out and then the documentary, one of the first reactions we got was, you're looking for Bobby Thompson's baseball? I didn't even know it was missing. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> there, there's a very interesting. Um,
0: you, you mean back in 1951, they didn't have authenticators waiting with holograms out in the stands doing that?
2: Yeah, I don't even think they had hot dogs then. But <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother story. Um, I can tell you this about the show, what I think makes it fascinating, which is there's a little bit of something for everyone. Okay, When it comes to sports, we cover all the majors. When I say cover, I mean we go in search of an artifact from the major sports, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. But we also have some more obscure sports or or not so like mainstream sports like horse racing and car cool. race, automobile, cool. auto racing, automobile racing. I'm trying to think what else, you know, and the items themselves, like I'll give you a horse racing example. And again, you know, there's a lot of um, spoilers here, so I can only say sure, a sure. certain amount. Mm-hmm. So one of the items that we really were challenged to find was the saddle silk that Secretariat wore during the 73 Triple Crown season. Mm. Okay? That little 1A that draped across the horse that Ron Turcotte uh, rode to the Triple Crown, Mm. that saddle silk went missing right out of the winner's circle right after the race. And again that's an example of how many people even know that to be true and if that's the case where do you even start how do you even try and figure out where 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 it went to
0: craigslist Um,
2: yeah right yeah (laughs) posted on facebook yeah Um, so again that's where the the stories come in that sports detectives is such a unique show in that you know, we're using real private detectives and FBI agents and people who are genuinely invested in a career of investigations. And again, without giving much away, it's one of the more challenging episodes, but the, I can tell you this, the ending is very satisfying and very shocking.
1: Very cool. We'll
0: we'll, we'll definitely look forward to it. Oh, sorry, Rob.
1: That's okay. I, there's a a mystery surrounding my chicago blackhawks and their first stanley cup victory in several Mm. years back in 2010 brian as a sports fan you probably are aware that the game-winning puck shot by patrick kane against the flyers is missing is that something that um you were approached about or made aware of is that something that could be tackled at some point um It's absolutely
2: one of the items that was on our short list as we were developing the show. Cool. You know, we had a list of about 15 or 20 items that we presented to the network. And we were hot to go after that puck, I'll be quite frank. And unfortunately, (laughs) the NHL was not happy about it. Uh And we were very disappointed that we couldn't go chase down that puck because we already had a couple of leads. And as you guys know, I mean, look, it's a business and it's politics and you have to satisfy the leagues, which is not always that easy. And the NHL was very, very adamant in, in saying that they don't want any publicity surrounding that missing puck. And basically that really killed the episode, which was very disappointing.
0: Can I just ask what the odds are that it's actually in Gary Bettman's house? <laughs> um, um, and I won't make you comment on that, Brian, because uh, I know that you do have uh, obligations going forward beyond just this season. But um, I just wanted to know a few of the specs about the show. Is it going to be a half hour? Is it a full hour? Do you tackle one mystery per show, or do you do multiples? Um, and we also do have one in, uh, One person in our chat room who's international who's asking if he'll be able to see it online or if he has to find a way to buy Smithsonian Channel in Australia,
2: <laughs> um eventually the episodes will appear on Smithsonian's website. okay, So if you're out of the country, I'm sure you'll be able to still see
0: the show. Um, take me back to your first question. Oh, just you know, is it a half hour is it an hour? Oh, um, how many uh, yeah, how many episodes okay. are there in season one? You so know, what what can we expect?
2: Right. So season one has six episodes, but two mysteries per episode. So that's a total of 12 segments. However, two of the six episodes are just one mystery. So for example, our our pilot episode is the Miracle on Ice flag, the The Jim Craig flag that he wrapped around himself after the US beat Finland to uh, take home the gold in 80, as you're all aware. That episode warranted one hour, one full hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the show is a one-hour show, with the exception of the, the first episode and then the very last episode, which is The Hunt for Muhammad Ali's gold medal. Okay, that's also an hour. Everything in between that, episodes two to four, two, three, four, and five, I should say, are two segments, two missing objects per episode.
1: Very cool. And again, that's gonna debut April 24th, Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Smithsonian Channel. You know, obviously you have an interest in sports and memorabilia. Do you collect anything yourself? I'm actually not a big collector. A lot of people are surprised by that when they hear
2: um, I guess I haven't struck it rich enough yet to afford a half-a-million-dollar baseball bat from Lou. Oh, you have, you have champagne tastes. I
1: see. I see.
2: Yeah, I mean, I only go after the big whales. So if I can't get
1: something <laughs> that Ruth wore or Ty Cobb used, then it's not even worth my time. Fair enough.
0: I agree,
1: 100%. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you want our viewers and your future audience to know about the program? Uh, Again, I will say that I know your viewers
2: are mostly hobbyists and people who collect sports memorabilia. But the Sports Sports Detective Show is not just about sports. And it also includes a lot of the history behind the event that we're looking for the artifact. So if you're not like a you know, crazy, fanatical sports memorabilia collector, you'll still enjoy the show because you'll learn a lot about the event that the artifact went missing from. Um, and then lastly, like I said, to, to open, which was, you know, you know, go onto Amazon, buy a copy of Miracle Ball, and you'll see how this whole thing got started. And you'll read a a fantastic real life mystery with a, an ending that will genuinely surprise you.
0: Yeah, and I think it's worth noting just to uh, to the people watching. Uh, we didn't we introduced you just in context of the series, but you're an award-winning writer and filmmaker outside of just sports. Like you did a, a documentary, getting your child, getting my child back, fighting autism, um, documentary film version of the book Miracle Ball, um, as well as a number of on-air promotions. So you're really a storyteller. Um, so we can expect that in the series as well as just the details of the hunt, right?
2: Let's not forget my 30 for 30, which is coming on soon.
0: Oh, what what's that on? You gotta, that's, you actually do another,
2: that. that's actually another sports memorabilia um, topic, which was uh, based on Operation Bullpen. when oh, fantastic. Um, the Maguire Sosa race was going on, and Maguire helped the FBI bring down a counterfeit ring Um, We don't have an air date yet. The film's in the can and it's called the counterfeiter. And Mm -hmm. we got for the first time ever the actual lead counterfeiter, the world's greatest counterfeiter, according to the FBI, to come on camera and give us the behind the scenes story as to how that whole operation went down.
0: Well, oh. can I can I speak for our producer and say we have to have you back once this is another day? I Saturday. was just
1: going to say, <laughs> you've got to be sure to shoot us an email when that's going to go live. After it airs, we'd love to have you on for a Q&A because I'm sure there'd be some things people would like to know in further detail after the show airs. That'd be great if you're available.
2: Yeah, no, that would be great. I think you you guys and your audience would really enjoy it because it goes really in-depth, probably more in-depth than any other documentary about the world of forgery and counterfeiting um,
1: autographs on sports memorabilia. Fantastic. Well, again, the show is Sports Detectives, airing April 24th, which is Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You've been talking with Brian Beagle, executive producer and director of the program. Brian, thanks so much. And we look forward to having you back after 30 for 30. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks, Ryan.
2: Yep. Bye-bye.